what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Just the West podcast. I'm your host, Just the West, and playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. It is, uh, it's divisional. I'm here with my co host, uh, Kamo. Kamo, say what's up. So, so this is the, the episode of Just the West uh, on the road, right? This is the, you know. Oh, oh, that's right. So for, for those that don't know, I'm actually <laughs> at the uh, the lovely Courtyard Marriott in San Diego, uh, Liberty Station. I'm here for a um, for a business trip Thursday, Friday. I get back on Saturday. Uh, right, in, right in time before game time or what? Give and take, give and take. It's oh, gonna okay. be, it's hopefully, gonna hopefully, be, no, no delays. It's going to be a know. close. It's going to be a close call. But you know what? I didn't do a pod last week for Wild Card Weekend, which was lit. Uh, and yeah. uh, here we are for divisional. So. I apologize to all our loyal followers, but here we are because, you know what, be damned. The NFC West is still alive. We have the Niners playing the Packers yep. on Saturday, Saturday night football at 5 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. I, I, I don't know about you, but I'm a big fan of the Saturday games for even during like the holiday season and stuff for whatever whatever reason. Um, so I'm excited for this one for sure. And um, I know you shed a tear or two for, for, the, for Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, let's, but, let's talk about that sure, briefly, sure. though, because yeah. the Rams lost 24 to 23. I know it was last week, but we didn't talk about that too much, if at all. But they lost a close one, 24 to 23, and it was Stafford versus Jerry Goff. Obviously, we know the context with that. Okay. Um, you know, you, you, could, you can go back and forth about the calls or the non-calls by the refs. There's some heavy hits by... Detroit defenders like Tyler Higby towards ACL, which was yeah, yeah. very unfortunate. But, um, you know, my, my biggest take about that game is they had three red zone trips and they couldn't get touchdowns out of it. And then they, they lose 24-23. Just, yeah. just rough. Yeah, close game. Um, I only saw the highlights in this one, but, you know, the narrative was – I didn't realize it had been 32 years since Detroit had hosted – been in a playoff game or hosted. I can't remember the what it was, but um, – but both i mean yeah long ass time like whatever maybe so you know that the the momentum wasn't was on their side for sure um but yeah king 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 goffrey reigned supreme in this one um but uh you know again the the rams i feel like you know they were up and down this whole season and they kind of caught fire at the, at the right time there and, and and snuck in um but couldn't get it done so yeah, and uh, you know, a bit a big shout out to the Rams, uh, young team, young team. Kobe Turner, Kyron Williams, Puka Nakua set the yeah. NFL playoff record for the most receiving yards by a rookie with 181 yards. Um, yeah. Going back to some of these controversial calls, it was a non-call which I thought was pi in in the final stretch where uh, he didn't get it, and they lose 24-23. Um, tough loss, but. You know, as much as I like to represent the NFC West, I, I feel very happy for these Lions fans. Shout out to Barry Sanders, Big Sean, Eminem, yeah, Johnson. They were there pregame with that that awesome photo uh, together to to enjoy just just the spirit of the Detroit for, for their playoff game since forever. Awesome, yeah, for sure. So, so yeah, so, like you said, now we're down to one one team left in the NFC West, um, the team that we. I've all thought that would probably be in this position, um, but I guess we didn't really think that they would that this path would kind of lead to this way, especially given all the things that happened last weekend. And so the, let's narrate that through the Niners. Uh, you know, they they beat the Commanders, 
in like week six. Oh, wait, oh sorry. Uh, week 17. 17, yeah. And then the Cardinals beat the Eagles, and so they take the number one seed. So they're able to essentially rest their starters. Right. Um, you know, it'll be it's, it's, some starters did play, but, you know, they rested CMC, they rested Purdy. Um, but if you were to tell me, like, going to the – shoot, they, they had a bye week because they got the number one seed, but, like, check this out. The Cowboys, they're out. They got embarrassed by the Packers, who the Packers are obviously going to go to go to go to Levi Stadium. The Rams are out. You know the the Lions advance. They're going to be playing the the Buccaneers. And speaking about the Buccaneers, I mean the Buccaneers beat the shit out of the Eagles on <laughs> Monday Night Football. So you're talking about the Rams, the Cowboys, and the Eagles. Those are the three big teams that you're kind of worried about as a Niner fan. And they're all gone. And by the way, in the AFC, the Browns. I won't say they beat the shit out of the Niners, but the Browns got their asses handed by the Texans. So the Browns are out. I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> and all happen in one weekend, right? Crazy, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's it's just it's funny how those things work. Sometimes, you know, you can't even, sometimes you can't even make it up. Like things like this would, you know, you would think that at least one of those teams that would be remaining, especially like the Eagles, with given the history last year and everything that's happened transpired. But they've been playing really up and down this whole season, and and really declined at the worst time, um, and it, and. And, you know, it showed. So I don't feel bad for them. But at the same time, you know, we have a game on the one versus the Packers are seventh seed, correct? Six, eight, seven seed? They're the lowest seed. They're the number seven yeah. seed. Uh, they have nothing to lose. They, yeah. have, they, they're, they were counted out. All the narrative around this team, you know, Jordan Love, young quarterback, you know, he's been in the league for a few years, kind of waiting in for his turn. They have a ton of young players. Um, you know, coming in against Niners who have pretty much been the most dominant team in the NFL minus three week a three week stretch this season, um, who are healthy and rested. Uh, everyone's back now and and ready to go. So let's get ahead. Uh, if it's okay with you, let's yeah. talk about the NFC divisional between the Packers at the Niners. And by the way. The Niners are the number one seed. The Packers are the number seven seed. The Ravens are the number one seed in the AFC. They're hosting the number seven seed in the Texans. So mm-hmm. same same um same seeding. Yeah. They both have the same spread. What what's the spread? Do you know what the spread is? I know it. Both the Ravens and the and the Niners are favored by nine and a half. Nine and a half. Okay. Nine and a half. It could both go up to ten. Uh yeah. I think it might have opened at 10 actually, but and yeah. it's selling a nine and a half. Uh over under 50 and a half. So they're expecting some points, and mm-hmm. I can certainly see why. Uh the last I think it was some crazy stats. The Packers with Jordan Love, the last 10 games, he's thrown 21 touchdowns and one interception. Mm-hmm. And he was he, he had a perfect quarterback rating against the Cowboys. And that's another thing, too. The Cowboys. We're talking about mm-hmm. the Eagles. Let's talk about the Cowboys getting their Asses handed at home. Um, I mean, this Packers team, the reason why they're the number seven seed and a big surprise to being playing, uh, going against the Niners is because they're a young team. You know, yeah. Jordan Love, he's like, what, 22, 23? You have four receivers uh, Dobbs, Wicks, um, Christian Watson. Um, I'm missing the last one. Uh, oh, Jordan uh, Reed. Yeah. And they're all super young. They're first, second year players. You have Musgrave, the tight end. 
And it's it's crazy because you wouldn't, especially in the playoffs, um, you just like any team, you have a lot of question marks that these young guys can step up in the playoffs. But man, they looked really good against Dallas, and so there's that level of intrigue us worry for the Niners who are well rested, but they might be rusty against arguably the hottest team in the NFC. Right. 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 Yeah, but then again, I always think of this, you know, we recently had all the awards come out, or the, you know, the the All-Pro awards, first team, second team uh, for players came out. And Niners had like, what, seven, nine guys or something get placed on the on those teams. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's really going to come down to, I mean, I feel like that's going to be a big factor as well, is really who has the most talent. And clearly it's a heavy favor on the 49ers side. Um Hall of Fame players, you have, we have so much, so many weapons on, on both sides of the ball that that's nothing, not to take anything away from the Packers and they play well with the young players that they do have. And, you know, uh, Aaron Jones is a really good running back for sure. Um, I think what the narrative is going to speak for the Packers in this game is really, you know, they, they shouldn't be here and they have nothing to lose. So they're going to throw everything at the, at the Niners in this game on the road. Um, yeah, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I think you're absolutely right. LaFleur comes from the same tree as Shanahan. And what do both coaches like to do to upstart their offense? It's running the football. And we were talking about the receivers for the Packers killing the, the Cowboys. But what set that off? It was Aaron Jones. He had three rushing touchdowns. Like, if he can... and this is a big if, but if Aaron Jones can average five yards a pop, five yards a carry, and get them in play action and keep this Niners defense like on their toes, aka not pitting their ears back in obvious pass rushing situations, and keep keep the offense balanced, uh, that's exactly what the Niners do. And if that were to happen, that would make things very interesting. Um I am intrigued to see how this Niners defense is going to react because, you know, to your point, when they were losing their those three games against the Browns, the Bengals, and the Vikings, uh, a lot of it had to do with fatigue and attrition. You know, they got they got hurt, they got tired, they needed yep. that bye week, and then they went on their run. Right. So, what can we expect from this defensive line? Because shout out to Cleveland Farrell. You know, unfortunately for week 18 against the Rams, um, he was one of the starters that they did play. Um, they didn't rest him and he got hurt. It's, yeah, it's too bad. not a long-term injury, but he's out. He's likely out this game. He's he, he a season for sure. But, you know, on the flip side, they are getting Armstead back, who has been out for several weeks. That's right. So Armstead's back on the interior. Uh, so love you, Javon Kinlaw. Not really, but, you know, you, you, <laughs> take, you take a step back. Yeah, Burrell's out on the defensive end opposite of Bosa. That means, yeah, I mean, it's not a bad problem, but, you know, Chase Young, he's, well, he's well, he's the starter now. So, you know, with Chase Young and, and Armstead, now, you, you know, with Hargrave and Bosa, like, yeah. what are we going to see on, on Sunday? Like, it's 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 pretty tantalizing to think about. I mean, you, you know that, that this is what the Niners have been scheming this whole week with the, against the practice squad, right? The uh, mimicking the the running attack from the Packers um, and, and scheming for the, every scenario that they're going to throw at them. So they know that that's what worked against Dallas and they're going to try to replicate it, replicate it again, especially because I don't know if you check the forecast, it's supposed to, it's supposed to rain this weekend. 
That's the uh, second element. That's a great point because as we saw when Purdy played on the road in the rain, it was mind you, it was pretty rough rain. Right. Um, but he's got small hands, uh, and you know what small hands means? It means slippery balls. Yeah, he might not get a grip on the ball, and we we saw yeah. that happen. But so. yeah, I mean, again, I just checked it. it doesn't look like it's gonna be too 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 crazy. Um, nothing compared to like you know outdoor weather in Green Bay at this time of year, but. Um, you know, again, both teams have to play in the same conditions, the same field, same turf. Um, others shouldn't be, you know, I don't feel like it should be an excuse in this scenario, especially with a nine and a half point spread. Um, and given kind of the health and status of, of these teams, you know, McCaffrey's back this week, like fully ready to go. Um, you know, like you said, the games that the Niners lost, they didn't have uh, Adebo or Trent Williams for two or three of those games. They lost all of them, right? So those huge difference makers are going to be playing this game. Here's the third factor that, that concerns me about the Niners. Um, and uh, it, it kind of goes back to the receivers that they have. So they have four receivers, four receivers with over 400 yards. I mean, I know that doesn't sound like a lot because it's not a thousand yards or whatever, but to have four of them over 400 yards just shows how diverse that offense can be. And, Shout out to Mooney Ward. You know, you got the Pro Bowl nod. You got second team All-Pro. But are, are you concerned about Embry Thomas and Isaiah Oliver and, you know, like, outside of even uh, Jair Brown replacing Hufunga, like, it, like, it's obviously there are good defense, a good front seven, a good defensive line. But this back end, it, 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 gets, it gets these receivers. could be kind of tough. It could, could be a challenge. Yeah, no, I mean, and the Packers young receivers have been playing, have been playing well. Um, but I think that, like you said, if you, because of the pressure that the front seven is going to put on the quarterback and make him, you know, do whatever check downs and uh, force him to run the ball, I feel like in this scenario that it's just going to be, they're, gonna, they're just going to stifle them and it's just going to like force them to make quick, quick throws and, you know, not, not hopefully not set up for these, you know, play action bombs down the field or anything like that. I know that Jordan Love has a pretty big arm, um, which could definitely be a, be a thing. I'm not sure about LaFleur in terms of like, does he do these types of, you know, kind of like trick plays and things like that. But um, I'm not as concerned just kind of given the the other members of of the defense. Okay. Okay. And, you know, uh, obviously Jordan Love has been playing great football, I don't think he's going to be, I mean, he could, anything's possible in the playoffs, but um, for the Packers to go and put up 40 points on back-to-back weeks on the road, if they do, I'll give them their flowers, but I I just can't imagine that happening. I mean, shout out to Jordan Love, but man, that's going to be really tough. Yeah, no, this, I mean, because everyone is picking the 49ers in this game, that does in some ways can kind of, I don't know, I'm sure they're, not, they're saying they're not paying attention to the noise around that, but like, you never know. Like playoffs are a different, totally different animal. And we've seen it so far with the first weekend of all these teams are supposed to win did not, that did not win. So, Is um, there um, a matchup, a player, something that's, that, that, that tickles your fancy that you're like, man, you know, mm. check this out. It could be, I mean, it could be whatever, but I have something in mind. That that's why I'm asking you first because I yeah, gonna... yeah. Give me a minute. You, you go, you go first. Let me think about that. Okay, so this this Packers like 
this defense did a great job against against the Cowboys. I don't know if it's necessarily because of the defense or it's because some shit with the Cowboys, but like the Cowboys were pretty one dimensional. Um, you know, John Barry, the defensive coordinator for the Packers, he's been up and down. Like it, it, it makes me think because they were able to contain to contain the Cowboys, but Bryce Young with the Panthers had his best game against them. The Buccaneers beat the shit out of them. Um, a very up and down defense. Let's just say that. But I think the commonality uh, between you know what what makes like the Panthers and the Bucks like do so well is because um, their backers are slow in coverage. Um, mm. I think this is going to be a big and you know you mentioned CMC and the run game, which obviously that's important. But to see CMC in space or Debo in space and challenge these linebackers laterally, sideline to sideline. I think that there should be a lot of opportunity. Um, I am not impressed with them um, in in the mid in the mid part of the field. You know the um, you know especially if you get it if he gets pretty in play action if they run the ball well and they're they're able to find these loose ends and get Debo or CMC in space or Kittle for that matter. Uh, I think that is a primetime opportunity. So if the Niners run the football well, which I think they should be able to. Uh, and if they get play action, uh, you could see something where, you know, they might be going back and forth, but it might be a CMC, it might be Debo, it might be a Kittle catch and go score for, for a touchdown. That's what I, I, I would envision. You're not so concerned about uh, their safeties. Um, with Owen Savage, Jair Alexander. Well, and that goes back to their ability to, to run the football. Um mm-hmm. You know, for both teams, you know, if if both teams are able to to run the football, it will keep those defensive backs at bay versus edging on, edging on, looking for a pick, right? Jair Alexander, you know, he did a great job. Uh, Darnell Savage, like you mentioned, with the pick six, but um, it the Cowboys were kind of, especially when you get behind two scores, it's it's pretty obvious of what they're going to do, right? Yeah, I was thinking about this. So, to your question, um, I think actually the kind of a little bit different take on this. I think my kind of interesting matchup is actually the of the head coaches in this situation because they're both they play from each this. other so many times. They know each exactly. other. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And because of the familiarity, it's like, what's going to be different in this game? Are they going to stick to what they what they know is true, or is there going to be some 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 different sort of elements going to come out? Um, I'll tell you this though, both both teams have horrible special teams. They both have rookie kickers. Um I, I think their rookie kicker missed an extra point last week, even though it didn't matter. Yeah. Like there, there's some oh, shit to be well, had. I mean, if that's, case, if that's the case, then at least give the edge to Moody because he's in his home home stadium at least. That's the only thing you can say. Oh, you got you got you got that going for you. That's right. True. But you know, weather aside, you know, he's from Michigan. Hopefully he's used to kicking in, in the rain and, and snow and shit. So okay. uh, but no, I think uh, this would be, you know, uh, a situation with two relatively young coaches who, you know, who are in this scenario, who are under the same tutelage of, you know, as other senior guys they've learned from for years and been on the same coaching staffs. You know, I feel like, you know, I don't think this game's going to be close. If it goes to 10, I don't think I would make a play because that seems like a pretty big number. Um, I feel like... 
this game could have some sort of like, it's either going to be like a blowout, like Niners are going to just put up whatever, 30, 35 points plus on them. Or it could be relatively close and the game could come down to like one really big play that kind of like sets the tone for the rest of it. I feel like, you know, I I, I, I can't predict each or whatever, but I feel that this game has the feel of a Niners-Seahawks game where, and what I mean by that is like the first half is going to be close. You know, like both teams yeah, yeah. are in the football both teams are going to be, you know, playing keep away, time of possession, like all that good stuff, right? And then I think by mid-third quarter, uh, to the Niners' favor, uh, yeah. something's going to break. Like the water, the dam is going to break, and th- they'll take like a, a two-score lead, and and they'll sit on it, or they'll they'll win by like ten to fourteen points, give it okay. take. You know that that's just yeah. my take. But the, good, uh... the first half, they're still going to be playing chess with yeah. each other, and they're they're all going to be I won't say conservative, but they're both yeah. going to kill each other in the trenches. Good comparison. I mean, when the Niners played the Seahawks this year, they were like halftime. It was like 10-10 or 13-10, like within one score type scenarios. And then Niners figured it out. Yeah. And, you know, um, the over-under is 15 and a half, meaning that they are expecting both teams to put up points. And the Packers put up 40-something points against the Cowboys on the road. This is a rainy game. And... You know, the thing about rainy games is it makes both defenses susceptible, which is why I would imagine both defenses would want to run the football too. So, true. I don't know. Um, I am excited, but I'm at the same time, I am nervous. And it's okay to respect your opponent and feel nervous. The Niners are the better team, but there is that X factor, which is. Going back to your, your CJ Strouds, your Jordan Loves of the world, but like, you know, excellent quarterback play, uh, especially when you're hot, like, you know, it it matters. It matters. Yeah, it's pretty sure. cool. And it's pretty cool to see Jordan Love after all this time sitting on the bench. Like, he got a lot of flack when he was drafted. Aaron Rodgers gave him a lot of flack when mm-hmm. he was drafted. But for him to finally take the reins, and it, it took him some time this season. He wasn't perfect, but, uh, it looks like he's he's got a bright future, uh, but yeah. I just don't think his future is going to continue after Saturday. Yeah, agreed. So, um, any other thoughts, or you want to go to go to the prediction about this game? Go ahead and give us some predictions. Okay, uh, give me the Niners like thirty-one to thirty-one to twenty-one. So going back to that, oh, okay. so right it's going right to be ten. Yeah, it's going to be close. Like it might be like 10 10 halftime, 17 13. The the dam will will open and you're going to see some scores. Uh, yeah, I'm going, to, I'm going to take a little bit under just because of the weather. I don't know if they'll be, have as much offense, but I still feel like they'll put up some scores. I'm going to say Niners will win. And I'm going to say like 20, like some weird number, like 25 17 or something like that. If that happens, you're gonna be stressed as fuck because that's that's some that's some field goals or some safeties or some other shit that's gonna exactly happen. yeah yeah I feel like something like that's gonna like a missed field goal or like something like that's gonna happen. But oh my god, uh, what sort of Saturday you want to have? That's sorry, dude. I mean, I'm not trying to add, you know. <laughs> okay. I mean, well, I, I'm just hoping that for for, for our sake, I mean, if they end up running the table, cursing at the screen of Jake Moody. Yeah, if they end up running the table and it's like 41 to three, then I'll be very happy. But man, I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say. 
Okay. And a big shout out to the Packers because you're talking about a number seven seed and we're exactly. we're feeling nervous about this game. So yeah. like I mean, and, when, yeah, when you're the number one seed and you've been chilling for three weeks now, it's kind of like you really no excuse. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, <laughs> the Packers have nothing to lose, but the Niners have every they could play a little bit uptight. But you know, the, the these Niners, they they know they've done this year over year. Yeah. They're going to take care of business. That's true. I mean, I'd also say, like, this is arguably the best team they've had since, I mean, for a long time. This this roster is probably better than the Super Bowl team in 2013. Well, quarterback play certainly helps. Uh, and this is pretty much the same team. So, yeah, we shall see. Okay. Well, I, I like that that prediction. I, I like that analysis. Extra credit, you know, right now we're around half an hour mark. Uh, you don't have to do the score unless you want to. Texans-Ravens, who do you think wins that? Oh, um, I mean, I think the, the Texans are a nice, nice story, but Lamar Jackson's the MVP and they're at home and give me the Ravens. Okay. I think the Ravens get it done. Uh, I think it might be closer than the nine and a half. Going back to the Niners spread too. Uh, but it, sh- it should be a fun one. Um, but if the Texans were to win, like CJ Stroud, it's going to be, <laughs> gonna be that dude. Bucks at Detroit. So Detroit on Sunday, they uh, host another playoff game, which is awesome. And the, the uh, Bucks killed the Eagles. Uh, what, what's your feeling? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the Baker story is kind of nice having a good season. Um, Mike Evans still doing, doing his thing. Uh, I still feel like that, Detroit is riding this the D train for sure, and they're going to keep riding it for another win. So give me Detroit. I think the Lions are the better overall team. Uh, yeah. Bucks are cool. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I like this Lions run game too between Montgomery and Gibbs. They're getting hot at the right time, and they have a better they have a better line on, on both. They have them. a I forgot they have some some kind of cool nickname for those two guys. I forgot it was. Let's look it up somewhere. Well, you let me know when. It's when like, it's like the the law firm of Montgomery and Gibbs, just something like that. Some sort of like. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm taking the lines. Uh, lines are favored by six and a half, by the way. So, uh, right, right, a tin under the touchdown. Last game. This is the toughest, the closest spread out of the weekend on Sunday. It's Chiefs at Bills. It's fucking cold mm-hmm. in Buffalo. It's fucking cold <laughs> in Kansas City, for that matter. So they're both almost like they're used to it. But um, the Bills are favored by three. It's pretty much. A pick them when both teams are about the same you give the home team three points that's always a general rule of thumb do you think that the bills can finally beat the chiefs because the chiefs have time in and time time again overtime uh, whatever uh have found a way to beat the bills what, what do you think this time around geez, i don't know this um it's gonna be interesting uh i, I saw Mahomes on sports center saying like this is like the first time He'll be have he'll he'll play in Buffalo where there's fans there because last time he played was like in 2020 and didn't have any fans in the stands. Yep, it's kind of interesting to to be in that scenario with you know Bills Mafia and all that stuff going on. Um, Chiefs have been funny this year, but I can't count them out. And also, you know, my girl, my dear old Taylor is going to be at the game most likely unless she's on the road. And so I'm going to go with the Chiefs. We are going to agree to disagree. I, I think that Josh Allen finally gets it done. Has he been perfect? Absolutely not. As you saw uh, 
you know, the last game of the season against the Dolphins, he threw two boneheaded picks, but he finds a way to win. Uh, he's got that. Like he's got that element. You know, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. Like they yeah. can play a horrible game the first half, but they they find a way to to get things done. I feel like if the Bills do lose this game, Diggs is out. I feel like he is like he's like I'm done. I, I, that's my prediction. Okay, it's um. And by the way, both teams, their skill players have a lot left to be desired. Like Kelsey hasn't had his greatest season. Rasheed Rice has stepped up. Stefan yeah. Diggs has taken a step down. But then you got like Tony Shakir. <laughs> like that breakaway touchdown was was awesome. I don't I don't know. Uh, I don't know who, who's going to show up on Sunday. And probably, it's gonna, probably, probably your boy uh, Taylor Rapp with another interception. That's right. You never know. <laughs> Shout out to Asian people. Which is hey, awesome. shout out! Shout out to uh, what's his name on uh, Minnesota, the, uh, Korean guy, the fir- first his first team, uh, Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton uh, on the Ravens. He's a baller. Yeah, killed the Niners. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I don't know, man, uh, but I am super excited for divisional football, divisional round, and if things go the way that I predict, you're going to have the Niners against the Lions, and then you're going to have the Ravens against the Bills or the Ravens against the Chiefs, to yeah. your prediction. Yeah. But that is really good football for the upcoming week. Sure. All right, guys. Well, hey, I appreciate your guys' time for checking out the pod, whether it's on Spotify or Apple Music or Google or wherever you get your pods. Continue to do that. Instagram at Just the West. X Twitter at Just the West and of course the blog www.justthewest.com. Kamo, I appreciate your time. Uh, I will make sure to have an extra fat California burrito in San Diego. Oh my god! Yeah, so. we already know. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, baby, we out here. Have a good one. Okay, peace.